This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode number 21, Legal But Drinking Coffee. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You have quite a treasure there in that Horodric cube. From the far reaches and burning depths of sanctuary comes Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast. It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here. Now, your hosts, Mavic, Breja, and Jen. Stay a while and listen. Welcome to episode 21 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. And we are now legal. We can drink. Yay! Woohoo! It is Sunday, August 12th, and it is way too early. I am your host, Nevik, and I am joined by one of my regular cojoes from the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch. Jen, are you drinking tons of coffee like I am? Oh, yes, absolutely. That's the only way I'd be awake at this hour, because normally I'm asleep. <laughs> Normally I would be up at this time because of Little Deathy, but I've been having problems with insomnia recently, and that's made sleeping difficult, and well, I just happened to get struck by insomnia last night. So I'm running on fumes, so... Is insomnia called Diablo 3? No, actually... (laughs) (laughs) That's a good guess, you know. Yeah, and... Antonio, I'm sorry, but I did play WoW for a little bit last night, and guess what, Jen? It does exist. The Fox Kit... It finally dropped for me. I was so happy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty epic right there. I'm sure our listeners right now are wondering, wait, where's Brasia? Well, Brasia is unfortunately, well, I guess fortunately for him, he, he spent uh, he spent some time at the Magic Kingdom. So uh, I'm sure him and his family have had a fantastic time. Although I do believe they are now melting in the Central Valley because we are experiencing quite a heat wave right now. But sitting in for Brasia is our fourth mu- musketeer. You've already heard him. Lantonio, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm uh, not sipping coffee though this morning. I'm sipping water. I had a long night last night and the stomach's a little, a little upset about it. Well, it is also not 10 a.m. where you are. So. Yeah. Well, it's noon, but I don't know if you guys ever have the same experience if you do drink at night. Do you ever, for some reason, wake up at the crack of dawn? Yes. I... I I drink. We were up until about two in the morning last night, and I was up by eight o'clock, wide awake. Didn't feel very good, but I was wide awake, so I've been playing uh, Diablo all morning. Let's not dilly dally. Let's get into what we've been up to in game. Uh, Jen, we'll start with you since you have a ton of show notes. I do have a ton of show notes. I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget because it's really early and I'd get here and go, um, I did something. <laughs> so I wrote them down. Um, I'm still playing my Barbarian, uh, which has seems to have become my main for, for now at least. And I was uh, up to the part where I was trying to kill Belial. And oh my god, I hate Belial. <laughs> I hate Belial. <laughs> And I just couldn't do it. I could get through all the points before, you know. The first two phases. 
the first two phases and I couldn't get that third phase to work and I was like okay well I went in with the enchantress so I thought alright I'll just bring the scoundrel maybe that'll work better didn't work any better at all died again and again then I went back and thought, well, maybe I need the Templar. So I brought the Templar and did a little better, but still died some more. And I was like level 25. And I was thinking, well, maybe if I like level to 26, it'll make a difference. And I started trying to do that. And I got about halfway to 26. And I was just like, this is taking forever. I'm not going to get to this tonight if I wait to level to 26 and then go try again. So I went back and I was like messing around with, you know, different armor and like putting gems and stuff and you know trying to amp up the templar to better stuff and you know yeah. went back in same result and this was the point where i'm like this is what you guys meant by you have to play the auction house now i get it you know <laughs> so what i did was i just jumped into a random public co-op game for this because i just couldn't take it anymore and I'm like okay somebody will be in there to help me you know and I got into a game with somebody named Chaos Flux and I don't even know if he listens to the show or not but he was a huge help and I think he was just farming you know Belial runs because he was like almost to Belial before I even got out of town you know I mean it was like right there and um so that actually worked and he was playing a male barbarian and he was level 25 and I think by then I was between getting, you know, all the way back to that point, I think I finally got to very close to 26, if not at 26. I did get to 26 eventually, so that's where she's at now. Yay! Finally beat Belial. Finally beat Belial with help. Died in the process, of course. And uh, Chaos Flux came over and, um, you know, rezzed me back. I, that's how you'd say it in WoW. I don't know what the right term is for Diablo. Yeah, that. Same thing. Rez, okay. Alright, so got back with that finally got him and you know i got the uh the lord of lies achievement and the co-op one because i was in a co-op right so if you're looking for achievements if your goal in this game is to like get all the achievements that's one great way to do it with belial is just get into a co-op because you'll get like the regular one and the co-op one at the same time so that was kind of cool you don't have to do it twice yeah, so I went and I put on Twitter, I'm like, I finally beat Belial, and first reply I got was from Nevik, who said, <laughs> finally! I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got another uh, response from uh, Bravis, who is a listener to the show, and uh, he said that Belial was a um, d difficult boss. A pony. <laughs> he was a pony. He was a pony. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Oh my goodness, was he ever... And um, then later I got to talk to Bravis in game for a bit, which was kind of cool. You know, we just happened to be on at the same time. And he was like, oh, hey, that was me. You know, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, and so I am officially in Act 3 of Normal, finally, which is cool. Well, before you continue, Jen, you, you shouldn't feel bad about, about Belial. I think a lot of us ran into the Belial brick wall for a little while. Um, without upgrading our equipment and then realizing, oh, hey, I need a lot more vitality or I need to, you know, just have a really good net connection so I don't die on his meteor spam. Yeah, that was a problem. Now, Nev, did you have the same problem with your wizard? Because I didn't have much problem with Belial with my wizard being ranged. Well, the first time I got there, you know, I up until that point, I hadn't really had all that many close calls, so I was breezing through the game and then I died six or seven times and I was starting to get frustrated because you know it's like what the heck you know this yeah. this is like a jump in difficulty it's not like you know a gradual climb but it you know mainly it was just my gear you know and 
I think by my third death I realized that, hey, I can't take one of those explosions. I need to make sure that I don't get hit at all. And also at that point, I don't think I was using Diamond Skin. I think I was just using Frost Nova. Yeah, I remember that. I had no problems really killing them. I was just basically um, avoiding the green bombs when that goes off. And the wizard, the barbarian, was a little tougher the first time. Melee characters, it seems like it was tougher on that. But my big guy always was Iswal. He's super hard for me every time, no matter who I'm playing with for some reason. But Jen, what, what about Act 3? Act 3, um, I got in, and, you know, coming from playing WoW, because I did play WoW a little bit this week, my first thought was, hey, I'm in Ironforge, check it out. You know, <laughs> it's got snow, it's got, you know, the big stone castle, all right, you know, and I went through that and got out where you go and you you uh, are supposed to go and uh, set the signal fires or whatever, you know, right. and you're going through the top of the tower and everything, and all these demons are, like, climbing the tower and leaping over, and you look down, there's, like, a battle waging, and it reminded me of, back in episode 18, we got an email from a listener named Kenmo, and he was talking about, I'd written something called The Demons of May about the artwork um, for May, which was The Fallen. And um, he was saying that part of Act 3 reminded him of the Siege of Helm's Deep and the Two Towers, but with, like, Diablo, you know, kind of universe demons and things like that instead. And he said he couldn't wait for me to see what he meant by that. And I think that's what he meant. I think I found that part. So that was pretty cool to finally be like, oh, hey, yeah, it does seem like that. You know, that was cool. Um, So I get that now. And other than that, I did get to play with Sean a little bit. Um, So he was playing his Barbarian, and I was playing my Demon Hunter that I named 37 that, you know, was born the lovely uh, launch night (laughs) after being frustrated. So uh, she's now at level 20 and still in Act 2 of Normal. And that's as far as I got. But I feel like I've actually achieved something now that I got, you know, Belial. Yeah, you got past the Belial wall. Yeah, man, that was unexpectedly tough. Just make sure that when you get to Asmodon that um, you avoid his fireballs because those will probably kill you in one hit. Yeah, that's, I think, one of the biggest problems I was having with Belial was, like, all the green everywhere, you know. I couldn't figure out, like, where to go around it. I could get through part of it, and then it would be like, oops, and dead. And I also kept getting stuck at the side. Yeah. And then he just pounds on you, and then you're gone. You gotta get that life on hit built up for your barbs so that you can just keep hitting and getting life a ton of it that way you don't die yeah yeah i should try that too jen i i don't know if you've ever done the lich king um but there's a defile mechanic well i wouldn't really call it defile because it's similar to defile because it grows and it's bad on the ground but it grows whether you're standing in it or not so it's not quite Uh... like defile but yeah no, I haven't gotten that far yet, but yeah. You, you may die a couple times, Asmodon, but he's not as bad as Blyle. So. so you have that to look That's forward. so Speaking strange, Asmodon, though. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Asmodon, I don't know why I was thinking of this, because I played, I guess I just did him earlier today on Hell Difficulty. He really, really reminds me of Bale in, in uh, Diablo 2. It's like how he's made. Although he's a lot fatter than Bale. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was just thinking, I don't know why. He's kind of like a cross that. between Duriel and Bale. Yeah. Definitely. So, Lantonio, what have you been up to? Well, like I said, I just was working on my Barbarian most of the week, but when I got to play uh, this morning, I got into Act 3. I went to a public game, and I I was right on the, uh, the catapults 
quest we gotta get all the catapults mm -hmm. up when I went to a public game, I don't know what happened. I glitched or got zapped through. They were all the way up to um, Siege Breaker already. And I got zapped all the way to there, so I got to skip a whole bunch of stuff, which I got a lot of reduced level requirement gears, so I'm kind of overpowered anyway, so I don't really need to, didn't really need to do all of it for level progression. Um, I got to there, and then I finished Act 3, and about five minutes before we got on here, I finished Act 4 and hell with the barb, and... He's now level 58, so I got a couple levels before I can start Inferno with him and get him to 60. And then I think after that, before I really started progressing Inferno with the Barb or anything like that, I'm going to finish the rest of my alternate characters. I I also played a little D2 this week. I felt the need to go back for a while because I wanted to check my characters. and That's still really fun to me. I, I kind of miss it. I'm looking forward to the next game night for that. I think it's Friday, you guys said. Yeah, August 17th. And hopefully I can make it. <laughs> we have there's like a carnival a annual carnival thing that we always take our, the kids to and stuff so we'll go to that but hopefully we won't, it won't be back too late that you guys are already off well look at that you have a you have a 581 DPS one handed weapon mm -hmm. and it has a level requirement of 51 but it's an I level 63 that's pretty amazing yeah, I got. I actually, I started at level forty-five. I had a couple fifteen reduced level requirements that were like four hundred and fifty, and then when I got to yeah, I didn't even know that it went that high. Yeah, they go up to eighteen actually, but the eight, anything over fifteen is usually the more level requirement you get from my level sixty-three. It's just more expensive, you know. Yeah. Um, the one I had actually found one, and that's how I learned about it being going up to 15. I found a, like a 333 mace with 15. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize it went that far. So I started with the auction house and did 15, 16, 17 until, you know, I didn't get any result. Look at that. You have uh, two set pieces and a legendary helm. You like how the barb looks? <laughs> I got like a, a shirtless barb, so he looks real uh, BA and... Um, oh, vanishing. Big old, guy. like, bloody gloves. Yeah, vanishing. Yeah, unfortunately, that doesn't so that show quite as well on the uh, website. Yeah. Speaking of which, has everybody noticed that the profiles are finally live? Didn't notice they were live. Don't know exactly how they work. That's how I'm snooping on your gear right now. I just upgraded not too long ago to the 52 to get better stuff. You know, so I was so awesome because I basically was able to walk through Act 3 and Act 4 without having any difficulty in Hell. Yeah. And I remember the first time I went through Hell, it was really bad, really hard. But I, I went through it like nothing this time, was having close to 1,400 life on hit at level, you know, 55 or 51, whatever that gear is. It's pretty nice. You know? Oh, wow. And then, yeah, I got the Ashira's Cradle. Ashira's boots and Ashira's or Ashira's pants, Ashira's gloves, I think. That helps. And then Giant Skull Helm, if I remember right. Yeah, that sword that you have has 714 life on hit. That's pretty good. Mm hmm. Right. Wow. So, that's cool. Anything else that you've been <laughs> up to? Well, what, what what were you doing in Diablo 2? Just, just messing around? Uh, actually, I went in. What I went in for was, you know, the characters expire if you don't go back every so often and when I read that we were going to finally have a retro game now I was like oh I better check because I don't want to have all my guys lost I went in and I decided because I was in I was going to play a little while with my necromancer because I kind of miss him and wah, wah. I decided necromancer what <laughs> man my necromancer could stop your wizard any day so or <laughs> your sorcerer so anyway um, I, I did some uh, 
Uber runs, basically where I was telling you guys a while back about where you get the torches and right. stuff, because they had organ sets. Just did that for fun. It's If you ever get a chance, like in D2, if I can get you, maybe rush you someday to hell mode or something like maybe let you use one of my spare accounts to use just to try it out it's it's really fun to do it just go and hope to get a good torch that's worth a lot you know whatever but i didn't play too long maybe an hour or two and then i went back to diablo and how i got all that level requirement gear i actually ended up finding a 1200 uh it's a two-handed weapon 1200 dps uh, mace with I think it has like 250 intelligence, 250 vitality, 100 strength, open socket, plus 50 damage, um, crit damage. Oh, that's a pretty decent two-handed weapon right there. Yeah, it was worth a lot. I sold it for 15 million instantly. I Like, within five minutes. I was kind of upset because I probably could have got more. But the one that was as closest to us on the auction house I found was like 18 million. And it, had, it, you know, it had been there for a while. So I figured if I go 15, maybe I'll get a quick sale, and I did. So I spent a lot of money. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So you were Mr. Moneybags for a little while. Yeah, I'm back up uh, from, you know, what I say I had a game night, 50,000 gold at the time because I was getting so low, <laughs> begging for money. I had money barred from my brother-in-law. I finally got the payback, all that gold stuff, you know. Not in debt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the black, as they would say. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so what I've been up to, I do remember back in episode 20, I said that my monk was dead. And for all intents and purposes, I was pretty much done with the monk. But I was so close to 60, I was like, I just, I can't let him languish. I have to push through. So I buckled down and I went with the sword and board with my monk. And that helped quite a bit. And I finally found a build that worked well enough. It wasn't wasn't all that much fun though um i think mainly it was because of the attack speed you know dropping I, I dropped quite a bit of uh attack speed by going to sword and board but you know i i just i had to push through those last few levels so i got my monk to level 60 and i think i'm pretty much done with him now <laughs> i i don't really have any aspirations of taking him into inferno or doing any magic find or anything with him so even at 60 you don't like him anymore I, I mean, if I get bored of my melee wizard, or if they break the melee wizard in patch 1.0.4, then, you know, maybe I'll give the monk another another go around, but I have a feeling that the barbarian's going to be my go-to if that does occur. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I really loved the monk up until, you know, Act 2 Hell, and then I was like, oh... The only thing that looks really promising to me about it, it just seems like everyone I know who has a monk is the farthest progression in Inferno that I know. I got my brother-in-law, I got um, Tonberry, they're both in Act 4 Inferno, and my brother-in-law doesn't have, I mean, he has good gear, obviously, to get through Act 3, but not the best gear, you know? He could do so much better, and as long as he slow plays it with that dodge and that resistance build... He seems to do really good, but he uses dual-fisted weapons. That's, like, his thing, so... And I think Guardian is what he uses, and he loves it. The one thing that kind of, like, annoys me is that the fist weapons are slower than daggers, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense, because I guess the... Well, I mean, if you think about it, a fist weapon probably does way more than a dagger. You know, at least something that would actually cause a lot of damage, but, you know... 
I, I really think fist weapons should be as fast as daggers. I mean, it just mm -hmm. it baffles me that they went that way. But I, I was going with the pretty atypical standard monk build that you see around. I was using Deadly Reach and Sweeping Wind with Cyclone, and I realized, oh my goodness, I need a lot more crit to make Cyclone work well. And then I was, then you have to use three defensive abilities, which was really annoying. I was using Blinding Flash, Serenity, and Breath of Heaven. So it's like, ugh. So that that only gives you two attack abilities, because then of course you need a mantra. Because if you don't have a mantra going, then you know you're pretty much just skimping yourself. And I was using one with everything, Sixth Sense, and Guardian's Path, and just I don't know. It's just so far. Teach the wrong. Yeah. I suppose I agree with you though pretty much I mean I'm gonna play the bar or the monk next too to get at least a six and see how I feel about it but the barb is so much fun you know it's I'm at like I said I'm at level 58 I don't have a lot of crit damage but I have a ton of crit chance and when I get um what's the revenge mm -hmm. to crit I'm at like 42% crit so almost every time I whirlwind every hit's a crit almost nice. I'm doing like 20% damage 20 20,000 uh, damage pretty much on crits and instant so I'm, I'm stopping everyone right now I'm hoping once I get the I have a couple weapons for when I get into Inferno that are like 875 with some lifesteal and crit I'm hoping those will keep me going good too you know, with all that to help that damage get up there but I, I love the fact that you crit so much with the barb yeah the barbarian is very dangerous uh, it almost made me forget about my wizard but thankfully you know yeah. thankfully all my magic fun gear was on my wizard or was set up for a wizard so that's otherwise, you would have I'm going to do that yeah. with my. Yeah, otherwise, I might have gone to the barb full time. <laughs> mm -hmm. I kind of ended up going to the barb full time. It wasn't like my intent when I started the game, you know? It just kind of happened, and uh, that's where I'm at. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm thinking I should maybe try to finish normal with the barb and then go back to the barbarian. Or to the to the barbarian. It's, it's early, man. <laughs> then go back to the demon hunter, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would definitely keep your progression with your barb, get up there and use him for your main character, and then go back to the Demon Hunter with an alt. Because Demon Hunter, I'm guessing, is just as fun, too. It's fun, yeah. But I the, really like it. The barb it. is just... Oh, heck. I love the death scenes of the barb. Like, when you do a, a twirling revenge and you knock all the bodies all around you and There stuff. is it's, something it's, about it's just great. being able to knock everything away from you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I even Blast got, like, all the bodies. I got, like, an achievement. It's called Imp Slaps, which is just hysterically funny to me, and you knock back five mm -hmm. imps at once, and I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Imp Slaps. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Don't think I would have got that if I wasn't playing the Barbarian. The Demon Hunter, if you if you had gotten to Belial with your Demon Hunter, you might have given up completely, because the Demon Hunter is very, well, for lack of better phrase, uh, paper thin when it comes to defenses. Yeah, you need like to be out in a, a certain in a range distance in order to do it. You can't do that in that fight. So yeah. I think when I get to that point with the Demon Hunter, I'm just going to get into a group game somewhere just to start, you know? I remember paper... Uh, Papa Kangaroo was having a ton of trouble with Belial, and uh, back when the game came out, and he was right. actually still playing Diablo. I mean, he hasn't really played Diablo in a very long time. He cleared normal, so yay, yay for Medros. But yeah, hey, Medros, well, I think a lot if you're of people, listening, you know... keep going, keep yeah. going. <laughs> it only gets better. But uh, I think a lot of people clear normal and go, okay, that's good, I'm done. Yeah. You well, know? you know, to each their own. I mean, I I guess if 
if you didn't play Diablo 2 and you're coming from WoW and you're like, wait, I have to play through the game again, you know, and there's yeah. nothing new mm -hmm. other than the yep. monsters get harder. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I could see how that wouldn't appeal to everybody, but... I guess. All of us are like, oh, kill me. more stuff, get more loot, yay. Get you know? more loot. The thing is, there, there is tons of new stuff, though, with all the alternates of events and everything. That's you know, true. Different ways you can read the story, so to me, it only gets better. And the different ability runes that you open up, and it opens up new playstyles if you so choose to, because, I mean, you can't do a close combat demon hunter until much later in the game, and you can't really do a throwing barb until much later in the game. You can do a melee wizard starting probably pretty early because you get most of your main abilities um, off the bat. I, I just encourage anybody who's you know gotten through normal and possibly nightmare and they hit hell and they're like, oh, this isn't fun. Just keep going, you know, persevere through it. You you can thank me when you hit level 60 in Inferno and then then you can then you can decry me, you know, and say. Hey, Nevik, you were so wrong. Inferno's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll probably get a lot of that because most people don't like Inferno right off the bat. I recall us not liking Inferno very much when we got in there. <laughs> Inferno is all about a gear check, which is unfortunate, but it's the direction they went. But things will be changing. But uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Other than getting my monk to level 60, I spent, I spent some time on my Demon Hunter, got him through normal, haven't really played them too much since then and I've been playing more and more on my hardcore wizard which is kind of odd you know oh wow yeah considering that I said I would never play hardcore mm -hmm. <laughs> everything changes man like I was like oh yeah I'm totally gonna play the demon hunter I'm playing the barbarian <laughs> you know yeah. I'm the same way with hardcore after you told me I've been really thinking about that whole the auction house is really worth it and stuff's probably not 100 million gold for everything. I'm sure know? there's some of that, so, but it's not right, as prolific not as, bad. as softcore Care Bear mode. But yeah, my, my hardcore wizard, I got him through... He's... Or he, it's a she. There is no male wizard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got up to level 22 and it's about halfway through Act 2. And there's only been like one or two close calls. The nice thing with going through normal is you can go back and repeat quests so that you can overlevel the content. That way it makes it safer. Because uh, I was kind of worried when I went into uh, the butcher fight whether or not I would be able to survive him. Had no problem because I was I had outleveled the butcher. But, you know, it's still one thing that's nice about playing hardcore is you can overlevel content and make sure that you don't die. Of course, there are a lot of hardcore players out there who try to get boosted up to level 60 because, you know, that's where, quote-unquote, the game begins for a lot of people. Probably have a better chance making your real money auction house items on hardcore, too, to get that game well, for your Well, if the real money auction house was available through hardcore. Oh, it's not oh, yet? Yeah, oh. and I don't know if they will because, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, how much would that suck if you spent some... You know, decent dough on equipment, and then your character. You gotta think though; that's a choice. So you gotta make a lot of people. I'm betting there's already people doing it anyway off third-party programs. Probably. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah you die, and all the equipment on that character is gone forever. Yeah, I could see someone trying to sue because oh, I I didn't die. I legged yeah. out, and Blizzard Blizzard effed me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so 
I <laughs> am in absolutely no hurry to get through hardcore. I mean, I, I'll be honest, the profiles actually kind of inspired me to, you know, work on my hardcore character because just seeing only that yellow progression bar kind of made me realize, you know what, maybe, maybe I should try to get that red bar as far as I can. But I, I don't imagine that, uh, say I die in Act 4, I don't know if I'm going to go back through again. That's something we should have started. I should have started with you and we could have just like partnered up and see how far we could get maybe or something like Crypt and Kaparian or something like that. It would have been kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time for us to get to our sponsor, which is Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a 30-day free trial of Audible. With that trial, you will get uh, credit to use on one audiobook as well as digital subscriptions to the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. And uh, they, they have a ton of books. So no matter what, what you fancy, you'll more than likely find an audio version of that book. And it, it's a great service. I've, I've had my service running for three months now. I really like it. So I highly suggest that everybody goes to bit.ly slash sspbook and start your 30-day trial today. So, we have another mini, well, not mini, another mountain of email. Yay for a mountain of email. Yeah. like that. That's so cool. Let's climb it. I'm sorry? Said let's oh, climb it. Climb the mountain of email. <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason, I, I heard climb it, and I was like, well, it's dry and hot today in <laughs> Sacramento. <laughs> Wake up, Nev. It's the morning, but it's getting there. Yeah. So I, I will take the first one. Our first email comes to us from our good friend Curly. Hello, my triumphant of Diablo Masters. Tis Curly here, bringing forth my tip of the iceberg stories from my time in Diablo 3. Okay, now with all of that hubbub out of the way. So I have found out, as of late, that having leveled my blacksmith as much as I can without finding the plans I need, and does anyone know just where they are? I'm pretty sure he's he's talking about um, the uh, plans. Uh, what are they called again? Pages of blacksmithing and pages of, of um, jewel crafting or something like that. Something like that, yeah. I thought he was just talking about the actual plans you get after you get to Exalted. You have to find plans for anything that's actually good to craft. I don't believe Curly's that far. But, um, anyways, he continues. That Ursula, my barbarian, has paved the way for my alts and has and has made it all easier for them. As she has adventured, she has found weapons and armor that all other classes can use, and I have been stashing them and then using them. This has been working out very well, and this is how I intend to play. For some reason, I am totally opposed to the idea that in order for my tunes to progress, I have to use the auction house. This reaction is somewhat unexpected, and I can't tell you why I feel this way, but I think it has something to do with my not wanting my game controlled by other people and the utterly ridiculous prices listed for even low-level item, low items. Um, yeah, it's colorful language. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, he says, uh, forget them. <laughs> yes, forget them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to me, the heroes of Diablo are solitary and surly revered for and such much feared for their strength, abilities, and power. None of my heroes would be caught dead cavorting in some auction house being expected to pay one million gold for a level 13 dagger. Phooey! All the best, 
<laughs> I love you all like a yellow. Peace, Curly. I'm assuming that he loves us like a rare item. Yeah. <laughs> like a yellow. <laughs> I think that's what he means. That's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with him on this. I don't want to play the auction house, you know. I really don't. I mean, math is not my skill. Numbers don't sit still for me. You know, yay dyslexia. But, um... I don't know that I'm going to go in there and be able to sort through, like, okay, what stats does this have, and how much gold do I have, and how much is this one compared to that? I can't even do that in WoW, you know? So <laughs> there's no way I'm going to go to the auction house and try to, like, guess, you know, as to what might be good. I don't want to do that, but I'm way too impatient, yeah. so I have to. I have to. Every couple of levels, I go to the auction house and re up everything. I can't stand being underpowered. <laughs> there are still good deals uh, I mean generally when when I get to a point where you know I'm not steamrolling over enemies I'll just go to the auction house and I'll set my max buyout you know well considering that I have a lot of gold you know I I'll go up to about 25,000 gold and generally I can find something really good you know there there are definitely you know the insane people out there who think that they're you know level 13 dagger is going to sell for more than a million gold but you know they're crazy that's not they're just wasting an auction slot it's not gonna sell for that yeah see i don't know that i would recognize that something's good you know i'm sure everybody else can i'm sure everybody else is like yeah that's so easy you just do the math on it but for me it's like it may as well be in you know german i don't understand at all flux over at well maybe it wasn't flux but somebody over at the diablo ink gamers posted a a comparison between uh, the itemization from Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 where they they had a legendary helm in Diablo 2 and just it was usable for just about everybody because you know they didn't use you know primary stats to boost your overall power level and then they they pulled in you know a legendary item for Diablo 3 and it was like like all five well four of the five classes were like oh it's it's a not a good item for me because you know it's strength and <laughs> i either use agility or intelligence and even then it wasn't that great for a barbarian either so it's like yeah i kind of see the problem with the way that they went with itemization in diablo 3 I, I i do remember back in diablo 2 you know just about any unique was could be used by just about any class it just you know required you to play in a particular way wouldn't you agree lantonio Oh, no. Superior game, superior items. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also did want to say, you know, the itemization in Diablo 2 wasn't perfect in the beginning, you know. The lances didn't even drop in the beginning of the game. So, you know, barbarians were... Barbarian. Yeah, barbarians. Mm -hmm. I was about I was about to say warriors, but they were barbarians back in Diablo 2. They, they weren't happy because they, you know, lances were more or less the best weapon for whirlwinds. So it was... It was a bummer, but, you know, Diablo 3 will get there, although I think they are kind of um, shackled by, you know, using primary stats and stuff, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see We'll see how the game progresses. I think in about five, six more patches, stuff's going to look a lot better. Every time I see a patch, for the most part, it's usually something that's halfway decent. Yeah, everybody hated 1.3 because of the attack speed decrease, but... yeah. You know, most everything else was actually pretty good. I like the fact that the game Inferno got a little easier, and I like the fact that some of the stuff they're talking about now happening again as well. So, but Jen, we have an email from Doctor Mojo. Would you we like do. to tackle that one? 
I can do that. So Dr. Mojo says, Hey guys, I made a Diablo 3 fan film and was looking to get a shout out if you like the film. The film is four minutes, based out of Baltimore. I play a witch doctor in Diablo 3 and got together with friends to make a fan film. And the, the film is called The Witch Doctor of Suburbia. And there's a link, um, which we'll put in the show notes. You can check it out. Hysterically funny film. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. And he, he finishes out with, I love the show. Keep up the great work, which is very nice. Um, so, yeah, you have to watch this. It's really good. Even me, you know, the uh, professed witch doctor hater amongst us, you know, I, I really enjoyed the film. At first, I was like, wait, what in the world is this? Because it looked really low budget but then it kicked into the documentary style i was like oh okay i get it now and it was yeah hilarious. it was the perfect mode for documentary style kind of um, filmmaking you know it was so good i was just laughing the whole time it was great we should warn our listeners that um it is a little graphic there's a little bit of zombie graphic gruesome grotesque nature in in the in the video so but if you're all playing Diablo 3, you're probably cool with that. That's true. That's but true. you might not want to have your kids, you know, like, watching it with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't don't let your kids watch it. Because there, there, there are a couple scenes with zombies that... um That are really well done. I mean, yeah. these were great zombies. You know, they did a great job, but... I was pretty um, impressed. It, it's a little graphic for, like, you know, kids to walk in there and be like, what you watching? You know? It's like, yeah. why is that man eating a red hot dog well that that doesn't make any sense anyways let's let's, yeah. let's just continue Lantonio <laughs> can you tackle the email from um, I, I'm gonna say Nair yeah okay hey Shattered Soulstorm crew just wanted to say something about my favorite class the oh, witch doctor what's going on that's wow we really need Brasia here today <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, okay uh, since I'm replacing him ooh wee the witch there doctor there you go <laughs> I, <laughs> I I know you call him something else. I know. I'm currently in Act 3 Inferno and having lots of fun with Vision Quest Zombie Bears build. That's that's impressive. Wish Doctor in Act 3 is first time I've heard that. This requires very specific mana regen gear, which is cheaper than the one I uh, might think. Uh, was it Gracia that runs dual Witch Doctors with his son? Which build are you using? Have you tried the Vision Quest ones with Dire Bats? Maybe I can give some advice. I hate to see you struggling with this class, whereas I can kill the butcher in only a few seconds, eight or ten. Oh, uh, must wow. be must have a lot of um, thorns equipment as well. I would imagine. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not positive because, like I said, I haven't gotten too far with him. What any of that even is, but continuing. If you are using the pet bills, try to get some strength on gear, on your gear, and make sure you use poison dart splinters and graps with extra slow or extra damage rune. I prefer the last one, extra damage rune. Hope that helps you and that you can decipher the English words coming from a German living in Australia. Uh, and I like the relaxed and fun casual atmosphere of your podcast, even though I'm not playing that casually at the moment. Have a nice day, Nair. Well, thanks, Nair. I really, that, that you know, just warmed the cockles of my heart hearing that, you know, a hardcore player enjoys our casual atmosphere podcast that's you know that's what we intended was a podcast for well everyone well, not for everyone i mean uh, oh come on <laughs> <laughs> but you know we we like to keep it lighthearted and fun because you know if we were super serious in this game we'd probably all be bored 
burned out on the game and be, you know, bitter, you know, Blizzard haters or something like that. Like, oh my goodness, Blizzard, you've ruined Diablo 3. I hate you. Like, 99% of the posts to everything that In any Diablo, forum thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, oh my. <laughs> I think people literally just like to post stuff to try to, I, they, I think a lot of them think they're just being funny. Well, there's also (laughs) Jen and I have seen this with uh, WoW former WoW players that quit the game and then they think, oh, you're still playing that game? What's wrong with you? You know, like I beat that addiction. I'm better than you. There is that kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh I play Call of Duty now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so we'll have to ask Brejo what um, build he's using when he returns. And uh, he is the one that's... Uh, I think he and his son were both playing with Shockers. Yeah. At, at one point, at least. So. Well, actually, yeah. I can tell you what he's using. Because oh, you could look it up! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brejo is currently running with the Poison Dart Splinters, Grasp of the Dead, the Unbreakable Grasp, so that's the 80% slow. He's using Spirit Barrage with the Phantasm Rune, Wall of Zombies. I, I have to admit that that ability is pretty cool. But he's using the Creepers rune on that uh, fetish army with the devoted following, um, Spirit Walk with Jaunt, and then his his passives are Grave Injustice, Spiritual Attunement, and Vision Quest. So that's what he's using, and he's currently using a crossbow with a 276.7 DPS. So you could probably could probably farm him up a better crossbow to use and that that might get him over his hump i i I think that's what a lot of us run into when once once you get into hell you know you you really do need to make sure that your gear is you know staying on par with what you're trying to do otherwise you have to go back and farm areas um you know previous to you and then the problem with that is most of the time you get stuff that drops for five levels below where you are so that I don't know. It's something that'll be addressed, I'm sure, in, at a later point. But yeah, that's what Bridge is currently using. So. All right. Nair, if you have any, if you have any further advice on that, you know, please, please email us back, and uh, let Bridge know what what he, else he could try. Yeah. So we have an email from Colossus, and I will tackle this one. Hey guys, love the show. Just wanted to write in quickly with a couple of tips. First off. If you use Command Shift 3 with a Mac, one that doesn't have F13, it will take a screenshot and put it to your desktop for you. I find this particularly useful because you don't have to go searching for the screenshots in random folders. Now, Jen, is that is that like a common or well-known thing with macOS Command Shift 3? Um, it's not something I've used very often because, like I said, I'm using a PC keyboard, you know. But um, I've oh, yeah, heard of it, true. you know. I've heard of it before, but um, I'm really glad he wrote in and gave that advice because I forgot to go research that. So this was really helpful. I'm not sure. I mean, I know like the Command Shift I've used for for um, different things, like taking screenshots outside of the game and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then it's a four, but um, instead of a three. But I yeah, this this makes sense. This will work well. Yeah, and cool. I like the idea of having it on your desktop because I eventually did drag the screenshots folder onto my desktop just to make life easier. Mm-hmm. So he's just like streamlining that. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. 
he continues, the screenshot will be just on your desktop when you exit the game and from there you can drag it into any folder you like. Now, I'm assuming that if you were to do this multiple times that all those screenshots would be separate files on your desktop. I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I think they would be because, um, yeah, if you take multiple screenshots, it'll just end up, you know, here's one, there's another, there's another, there's another, and they'll probably have like a number um, yeah. attached to them for the name and then you can just sort out what you like. But, um, yeah, you know, that'll work. Yeah. If you're someone that takes a ton of screenshots, um, then you're going to have a ton of screenshots waiting for you when you're done playing. If you only take a couple, then you'll just have those, you know, two sitting right there, and you can check them out and see how cool they came out. Yeah. Or you can drag the folder to your, um, you know, to your desktop and have them all. They'll automatically go in there, and, um, you know, there you go. I'm trying to remember. I, I don't remember if this was in an email or if somebody messaged me, but so that they, they, um, they more or less bound their screenshot to their mouse wheel. That way they can take screenshots without having to worry about, you know, finding F13 or whatever. That's a good way to do it, too. Anyways, he continues. Secondly, if you would like to revive your monk, which I sort of did, and are having troubles staying alive, consider the build I have attached in the screenshot, and we will include that screenshot in our show notes. This build provides tremendous survivability. It may seem like it wouldn't have enough damage abilities, but if you keep the buff up from the rune on Breath of Heaven and using Blinding Flash whenever it's off of cooldown, the buffs from these two abilities effectively increase the damage of every strike enough to do plenty of damage. I would recommend switching between your right and left mouse buttons every three strikes. This way you maintain the 50% armor debuff from Deadly Reach, or I'm sorry, maintain the 50% armor buff from Deadly Reach, as well as the 20% attack speed reduction and 20% damage reduction on enemies from Crippling Wave. I use this build in Inferno and stand in the fire all I want on Butchered Rebels. Side note, if you find this is too much healing or crowd control for Hell Mode, I would recommend swapping either Blinding Flash for Sweeping Wind or Crippling Wave for Seven-Sided Strike or both. Interesting note on Seven-Sided Strike, you can really swap it out for either one because with the Pandemonium Rune, it, it works as an effective crowd control ability and also does damage, but the, but the especially nice thing about it is that you are immune to fire and things of that sort, so as you are teleporting and punching around enemies, so it can buy you a precious or a couple precious seconds and get you out of some sticky situations. Sorry for the long email, but hopefully this helps because the monk is a lot of fun. I don't know about that. Keep up the good work, guys. Colossus. Well, thanks, Colossus. Um, I did sort of go with, you know, you know I, I pretty much had to go with the uh, atypical monk build that I've been seeing a lot of people running with, and it got me over the hump, and I think I'm done with the monk, at least for now, as I stated it in at the beginning of the show, but yeah, we'll see. You can always go back to this later, you know? Yeah. yeah. change your mind. I still, to this day, think that one of the biggest problems with the monk is that all of all of the monk's resource spenders are pretty heavy resource costs, especially for the damage that they, that they yield. You know, uh, a, a lot of your, a lot of your resource spenders, you know, spend 75 spirit, and that's a lot, especially if your max is only 100. So you typically spend a lot of time doing your main attack to build up your spirit, and then you drop 
you know, almost all of your spirit in one go. And I, I think that's just the problem. You know, I think they, I think the costs are a little out of line with the damage that they yield. So I, I don't think that they should buff the damage of those abilities to make it worth spending that 75 spirit. I think it would be better to, you know, drop the resource cost down, you know, like, um, the one that I really liked was the, uh, oh god, what's that bell, the bell ability, I forget what it's called right now, but I was using the one where it would, instead of the bell in a straight line, it would do the AoE attack, and I loved that, because it also did a slight knockback, but it was 75 spirits, so it was really expensive to use, so, I don't know, we'll see, patch 1.0.4, the class change blog should hopefully be up next week sometime and we'll we'll get some better information on what we can expect for class changes and i'm i'm really excited especially from just the uh general systems blog that wyatt chang put up last friday so yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just felt like i had been talking forever and and neither of you were chiming in, so I was like, okay, I guess I'll just keep talking. But Jen... Well, sometimes you just get rolling, you know, and yeah. <laughs> you've got good stuff to say, so we're like, okay, keep on. But um, I can move on to the next email, I feel like. Yes, let's let's <laughs> okay. move on to the email from Commander Bird. <laughs> All right, so Commander Bird says, hello, Soulcasters. Ooh, Soulcasters. That sounds very mystical. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, he goes on to say, Commander Bird here. I started a second character, the Barb, and so far I am liking him. I love the sounds he makes as creatures and monsters fly across my screen. I hear you all talk in podcasts about the auction house. As I get my Demon Hunter and Barb higher level, I am finding items that are good quality. Could you talk about when a good time to start using the auction house is, what to look for in an item, and how do I sell it for a good price so it will sell? Keep up with the good work you all do. And that is from Commander Bird. Good time to start using the auction house is when you start to... Well, obviously when you have some gold. <laughs> because you won't be able to buy anything without gold. When, when you're starting to get a little impatient, like you're starting to get to the point where you're not killing things so fast and you're starting to get a little frustrated, usually gear is, is the reason why. What I would suggest is always, you know set a reasonable you know maximum buyout that way you're not seeing the insane auctions out there where people think that their stuff will their you know their junk will sell for millions of gold and as far as selling that's a lot trickier because it's hard to sell stuff um, one thing i would say is on low level equipment always 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 put a buyout because on low level equipment there's no reason to you know put a bid on something because you'll by the time that that auction finally closes unless it's closing you know in minutes you'll already out level the gear so always put a buyout and i would say just don't try to get too greedy you know um just put stuff up so that it'll sell the stuff that's going to sell for a lot of gold you're not going to get until you hit inferno anyways so Basically what I do, I try to try to sell it as cheap as you can to sell it as fast as you can. If you want if you really want to look at what's the highest you can probably get, what I do is I look I look up the same item as close as I can to that same item on the auction house. If there's if it's selling if the cheapest one's selling for ten grand, put ears up for eight thousand. It'll probably sell instantly. Basically, either that or just try to sell really cheap or what it's worth. Because a lot, a lot there's so many low level items out there that I mean even the ones that I got that were 
like right now from my my barb that are really really good for the level I'm at because there's so many of them out there now I don't think I spent more than 20,000 and like Nevik was saying um, always I wouldn't put I'd always put like a 20,000 max buyout when buying because you probably until you at least until you get to nightmare end of nightmare beginning of hell you probably don't have to spend any more than that to get your guy overpowered no matter which character it is yeah and there's no reason to save up to buy one piece of gear when you're not in inferno so um, always set a max buyout keep it low because you, you don't need to buy 500,000 gold pieces of equipment when you're progressing through nightmare that's just a waste of gold because you're not going to be able to resell it for that much I mean you can try by that same token that's one nice thing about the auction house in Diablo 3 in general is that um, unlike WoW where anything that you equip binds to you unless if it's you know binds to your account uh, you can you can resell all of your equipment and at at first you know when when we, the game first came out you know stuff was selling for quite a bit of gold and selling for probably quite a bit more than what it was worth but um you know you, you could buy something and then attempt to resell it for more later later down the road when you find an upgrade yourself or you know find a, another upgrade on the auction house so you you know, you can kind of think of it as, you know, a liquid investment in terms of buying gear off the auction house because you can always sell it for what you bought it for. He asked what to look for, too. Um, I don't know Main what level stat. you are, but, like, as of level 15... Okay, okay. Um, as of level 15, you always want to get... Well, yeah, mainstat and get a lot of... Anything that you can get socketed, get socketed because you can use any gem from any level in us like even if you have a level 15 especially when you're leveling i put a star ruby in all my helms so that i get uh 25 more experience um if you can't afford a star ruby go to any you know whatever you can afford if, if you want to buy on the auction house um a flawless square which is probably the cheapest of the highs um you could probably buy one for a thousand gold just to slap it in there that'll help your leveling and then you know, with chest armors, with pants, anything that you can have an extra socket, you get, you know, 30, 40 more um, main stats in there, or vitality, that helps a lot for overpowering your guy to get, you know, to progress really fast and quickly, to level up really fast and quickly as well. By all means, don't go so fast where you burn yourself out, you know. If you don't have the propensity to, you know, um, like, say your, your end game for you, you know, is uh you know just to get as far as you can but most importantly enjoy the game then you know by all means don't rush it you know enjoy the game you know savor it if you're someone that's going to play just normal don't even touch the auction house i would say just yeah because <laughs> you'll get you get addicted really fast i remember i started auction house when i was act two of normal with my wizard and I started really wanting to go a lot faster. I wasn't enjoying the game as much as I wanted to out of my first normal run. I wanted to get all the story and all this. But then I, I started like, yeah, I'm really overpowered. I don't want to clear every single map now because I'd rather get farther and do that right. later, you know? And you also take away some of the challenge, I think. You know, if you start in normal mode and you just, right. like, you know, hit the auction house all the time and you've got this overpowered gear, you know, you're going to, like you were saying, you're just going to, like, blow through everything and... It's going to be extremely simple, mm -hmm. and it's not gonna, you're not going to have that, oh my god, I'm going to die kind of you know, thing that you kind of want from the game, you know, at least to start. You'll get that later. Mm -hmm. There'll be plenty of, oh my god, I'm going to die when you hit Belial, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's advantages to waiting. 
Well, Antonio, we have our last email from Ice Falcon. Would you like to tackle that? I just wish to shoot you a friendly hello to the host of one of my favorite podcasts, hosted on Diablo 3 and its community. Aw, very Thank nice. You. As of typing this email, I'm currently listening to a catalog of old shows. I'm currently listening to show 16. By the way, after listening to the issue Jen had on the launch day show, I'm glad I waited to get the game. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> yeah, see I, why. <laughs> I'm really, I probably would have been just fine waiting for the second day of launch or something, too. <laughs> um, I'm a former WoW altaholic, and I've had a very little experience with Diablo till now. I've tried to get into Diablo 1 and 2, but just didn't get get it, which was odd for a gamer like myself, but Diablo 3 has really grabbed me by my soul. <laughs> I've posted my battle tag on your website, so anyone who wishes to team up with me, please add me. So far, all my former guildmates ran to um, SWTOR. I'm not sure that uh, abbreviation sweater. is myself. Sweater. <laughs> it's the Star Wars. Okay. It's the Star Wars game. Yeah. Okay. And have all left me alone. So far, I have uh, one level 30-ish character of each type and have just started in Nightmare. Uh, that's actually a really good way to do it. After I started my first one, I liked the fact of going, having, I beat like normal with everyone. Now I'm going to do, like, Nightmare with them. Of course, I got addicted to the bar, so I finished him. But I'm going to do the other ones kind of, like, one difficulty at a time so I keep remembering what's in each one. Slow, I may be in playing through the game, but that's how I roll. No problem with that. I don't want to burn out on the game that uh, that could, even with all the randomization, become repetitive with loot being only changed besides the difficulty. Yeah, that does happen. Even with that in the story mode, I'm loving the game. I'd be willing to go hardcore mode with someone if they like to partner with it. I kind of be interested in something like that. Well, I'm typing this at work and I got to split. I'm loving the show. Keep up the great work. Later's Ice Falcon. Battle tag Ice Falcon 13, number 1277. Thanks, Ice Falcon. Complimentary emails are Always, nice. Always, <laughs> yeah. I'm really impressed that he's gone back and he's listening to all the shows. You know, listening to the current catalog and... And all of that is up to 16. That's just, wow, that's so cool. That's a lot of us in his ear holes. It is, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get sick of the sound of our voice at some point, I think, if you listen to him all in a row. Well, maybe just the sound of my voice, but. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping eventually we'll get a nice, huge email from my brother-in-law. And I wouldn't mind if you guys don't wish to interview him sometime, too, because he's pretty much just like me. I think you guys, he would be a good like episode with him talking about some D2 times, but he's he just started. I think I told you last episode, he's on like five or six, I think, by now. And he's trying to get as much as he can, listen to them all, too, and he's loving it so far. Nev, you're really recruiting him for a uh, melee wizard, too. He just wants to do that. Oh, yeah. Melee wizard is amazing. He likes hack and slash so much. He's trying a demon hunter right now, and he can't stand the range. He just dies all the time because he, he, I don't think he understands really what kiting. Yeah, he's not. He's never had even in D two. He was never a kiter. He always wants to just be yeah. right in their face and kill everyone. And he hasn't even done a barbarian yet. So I'm telling him he really should do that. But he wants to do a melee. Yeah. Too. Well, I, what was it? While I was um, editing the audio for Gaming Night Five, and I'm sorry for everyone who listens through to that through regular speakers because. There was a lot of audio popping that wasn't coming through in the headphones while I was editing it. So, but um, I, I was watching uh, this um, Twitch TV feed of uh, some guy. Uh, they were doing a four four man team, and there was just this there was this melee wizard that was keeping everything locked down like permanently. 
and I was like, oh my goodness, I really need more, you know, arcane power on crits. I really need that because that's one of the that's one of the one things that I'm running into is that I ran out of arcane power with my melee wizard. But uh, I've been, you know, every now and then looking at the auction house, you know, trying to find, you know, the something that's actually an upgrade for my melee wizard without, you know, sacrificing too many stats and. Uh, I just haven't found anything yet. <laughs> Which thing is using the arcane power on your melee wizard? Is Ray of Frost or a couple things? Uh, the energy twister uses arcane power as well as the wave of force. And I don't remember. Okay. Does I don't remember if diamond skin requires any arcane power on activation. I don't think but, so. Yeah, yeah. I I really need some arcane power on crit and. Then I think my wizard will be absolutely golden, plus with some more resist and more crit. Um, my melee wizard, without the scoundrel, only has 38% chance to crit, so I do need to buff that up a little bit more. But you have 38% without the scoundrel? Yeah. That's crazy because I got I thought I had a lot, and I have 27 with the scoundrel, <laughs> and I thought I was doing really good. I seem to crit all the time. Do you? You must be critting like every two seconds. No wonder you never die with uh, not having to worry about your diamond skin, you know? If I'm in my magic find gear, my uh, my crit drops substantially. Uh, I think I dropped down to 31% without the scoundrel, but I definitely noticed the difference. <laughs> but mm -hmm. yeah, that's the one thing that's holding my melee wizard back as the arcane power and crit. Once I get that squared away, I, I think I'll be able to clear Act 4 Inferno, no problem. But um, we do have some important Diablo news. But before we go into that, I did want to mention at least a couple things. Because of the profiles being online now and that Blizzard has opened that API up, there is now a website called DiabloProgress.com. And as you might imagine, that has worldwide rankings for everybody. It's pointed out a few things that are kind of glaring as um, they're... they're the number one person with uh, the most elites killed has over 400,000 elites killed, and that works out to averaging about oh, um, uh, I'm trying to trying to do the math really quick in my head. Well, anyways, it's highly unlikely that they are doing that legitimately, but um, they're probably uh, gold farming in hell, making it a lot easier to kill elites, especially when you have good gear, you can just steamroll through hell. But um. Yeah, they're probably botting. So, <laughs> hopefully Blizzard's paying attention to that. Also, our good friend Ro, uh, who you may have heard on Gaming Night 5, um, and his uh, thoughts on the sad story of Diablo, uh, he did um, post his thoughts on Act 4 in the epilogue of Diablo 3. Um, he did move his blog over... Uh, well, he essentially created a new blog called Realm maintenance.com but we'll include the links to his thoughts on Diablo 3 Act 4 in the epilogue because uh, his website's not Diablo focused it's you know basically just journal gaming but mainly WoW so we'll include the links yeah so if you really want to focus on Diablo it, it makes sense to put it you know to move it over to something you know that's just Diablo, but um, I haven't read all of his work yet because I'm not that far through the game. <laughs> but right. um, what I've read is really interesting. He's got some good ideas and very insightful, you know, things written there about the storyline. I do think he's a little 
critical, especially um, with the Moth Witch, um, his favorite um, villain of the game. <laughs> yeah. Queen of the Butterflies. I, I still urge him to read Matthew Rossi's uh, his thoughts on the storyline of Diablo 3, because Matthew Rossi, uh, if you do not know who that is, he's a writer for WoW Insider, and he's also an incredible writer, by the way. He loved the storyline, mainly because of the uh, the you know the plot lines that weren't that it's like the backstory to it, like uh, the whole lore between Anu and Tathamit, and Ro touches on that in the epilogue. And I think Ro, depending on how things go in the ep in the expansions, probably there's going to be two. We know at least there will be one. Because Blizzard would be just leaving money on the table and leaving the story unfinished. And I I think that's maybe why he's so upset about the storyline is because it the game does kind of feel unfinished in terms of the storyline. But um we we've already gone on to, we've we've discussed that at length already, so I don't want to dwell on that too much longer, but But we'll put links in the show notes so everybody can go check that out. Yeah, so if you finish the game by by all means go check out his thoughts and or if you haven't and you don't mind spoilers, you know, it's good too. Mm -hmm. There are two main things that I wanted to address in terms of um, Diablo news. One was uh, not so not so great. Blizzard's networks were finally compromised, and I say finally because with Blizzard being such a big company and having World of Warcraft and also Diablo. I would have to imagine that hackers have been trying to break into uh, Blizzard's networks for a very, very long time. And just the fact that it took until August 4th for them to be successful, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it you know, speaks volumes to the actual security of Blizzard's network team, but um, you know, it, it does show that Blizzard you know, really does have a focus on security. And it, you know, and they'd have to, yeah. I mean, they'd have to. What this means is that uh, they were able to access a lot of information. Um, none of it was financial, or at least they they have no reason to believe that they were able to access the um, financial information tied to everybody's accounts. But they were able to pull pull the encrypted files for everybody's passwords. Whether or not they can decrypt them is a matter of time, because nothing is uncrackable. Not, not forever, yeah, that's true. Eventually they will have access to it. Um, so, yeah, I highly suggest that you change your password. And if you haven't gotten an auth authenticator already, I would highly suggest you do that. But there is a little interesting facet in this, um, that they were able to pull possibly the... Um, I, I don't know what the right term would be, but probably the serial codes for everybody's remote authenticator so you might want to remove your remote authenticator and then you know kind of like refresh it get a brand new serial key and then reapply that to your battle.net battle account so yeah it's kind of bad news that blizzard got hacked into but you know it it's gonna it was bound to happen so i i'm not too surprised that it that it did happen just kind of surprised that it took so long <laughs> It's still kind of scary, though. I mean, it, this could happen to any company, but, you know, the first thing that I was thinking when I read this was like, oh, my God, my main better still be there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, 
Yeah, and going on with what you're saying about the um, authenticators, the like physical authenticators don't seem to have been affected. Right. By this, so if you have one of those, you're okay. It's the mobile ones you gotta um, worry about. And Blizzard also suggests the password you're using for Battle.net. If you're using that same password with anything else outside of Blizzard, you might want to go change that one too. Uh, that's just com well. I don't want to say common sense because that sounds kind of condescending, but it's highly suggested that you're not using the same password for everywhere. Right, because then all they need to find is one, and then they'll just plug it in and have, you know, yeah. have at whatever you're into. So that's not good. Yeah, they'll just try everything with that one right. password. So. Right, and there are people that use one password for everything because they figure, well, I won't forget it, you know. Right. And mm. I can see where that would feel convenient, but it's also, you know, not as secure as you probably want to be. So just keep that in mind. I thought it was interesting that... Um, the uh, the email addresses you were talking about that got you know the accessed. Um, it's for North American servers, which is you know players from North America, Latin America, Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia, and specifically not China. Yeah. Which kind of makes me go, wait a minute, you know? <laughs> I mean, th maybe this is like, I don't know, playing to a stereotype, but I immediately think you know that a lot of the gold sellers are coming from there. Yeah, maybe it's um, like what happened to Sony last year. People just doing it to say they can. Yeah. Lots of times, I mean, there was, there was financial stuff stolen, um, like all kinds of like hundreds of thousands of credit card information stolen from the PSN network last year. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, I didn't change. I I don't I don't know why if I'm just being dumb, but I don't. Doesn't really scare me. I don't. I just don't even. I mean, I know it's smart to do all that changing and everything. I, mean, I, I kind of always figure I'm, I'm more laid back to where like, I'm thinking if, if all the people they have to choose to, they really want my $12 out of my bank account, then they can be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's, you know, some. I'm sure some of our listeners have quite a bit of money that uh, they... They, right, they I get it. If I was a millionaire, I'd be more scared. Of, you know, right, going right. through fraud, fraud department mm -hmm. and, you know... It's just frustrating to have to deal with. So just, you know, go change your password, and there you are. And quite possibly change your secure, your um, secret answers as well. Uh, I, I still need to do that myself. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to do that part, so I'll have to go back in and do that. I, I changed my password immediately. Yeah. Um, and I'm using, you know, a physical authenticator, so I feel like, okay, that's probably all right for now, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I'll go back and I didn't even rem I don't even know what question I used, you know. <laughs> One thing, since we're on the topic of password security, uh, make sure that when you are when when you do a new password, use letters and numbers. Unfortunately, oh yeah. Unfortunately, Blizzard, um, for whatever reason, they do not have case sensitivity in their passwords. I don't know why Blizzard doesn't use case sensitivity because that's that increases the exponential possibilities of your password a lot. So um, I kind of hope Blizzard addresses that in the future because I was I was dumbfounded when I found out that they don't use case sensitivity. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, when they started this, I mean, you know, World of Warcraft was like, what, eight years ago maybe? Yeah. Maybe more? And so maybe at the time it was sufficient and they just haven't updated. Yeah. Well... Hopefully they address that soon. Yeah, yeah. But um, other than that little lovely bit of news, uh, we did finally get our first 
I wouldn't say concrete, but our first sneak peek into what's coming in 1.0.4 with a systems preview blog by Wyatt Chang. And there's quite a bit of information there. We're not going to go through all of it because, you know, we're, we're not a news podcast, but I did want to go th- touch on upon a few things that I'm really excited about. One of which is that they're getting rid of invulnerable minions. <laughs> I knew you were going to love that part when I read this. I'm like, Nefric's going to be so happy about that. When I saw that, I was pretty excited, but I was like, eh, I wish it would have been shielding instead. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> all, they are also going to tune shielding and fire chains as well. So that's good news. Some people might, you know, the, the more elitist out there might be like, oh, they're just nerfing the game again. It's like, well, you know... It needs it. <laughs> yeah, Inferno shouldn't shouldn't be this you know cement re, like reinforced cement wall that you have to you know break through. I mean, it should be difficult. It should be challenging, but it shouldn't be you know downright demoralizing. And I, I think that's the problem. And the people who were able to get through it quickly, you know, were able to do so because they there were a couple really overpowered abilities that gave them. You know, a distinct advantage in going through the game, but there's there's also um, they're they're gonna lessen the gap between normal and your champion and rare monsters in Inferno by uh, increasing the health points of the normal monsters and decreasing the hit points of the champion and uh, rare monsters by a little bit. Um, basically, just making it more worthwhile to kill the normal monsters because they're also going to um, increase the uh, the chance of um, magic and rare items drop from normal monsters by four so um, what what that means is if a monster you know had a well the, the way that they phrased it was say an area has you know will drop 500 items where you know previously you might have gotten you know like 10 magic and a bunch of like 10 magic, 2 rare, and blah blah blah. Now it will drop 40 magic and 8 rare. So, you know, it's not... It, so that'll be better. You know, a little better. It won't affect legendary drops, but, you know, I, I think they really want to make sure legendaries are legendary, I guess. I don't know. Well, that would make and sense. I think they should be, though. They're so, so rare that if you find one, it should be good. I mean... It's so frustrating when I found Telrash's helm and it wasn't worth anything more than a yeah. savage. Ah, <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe this, you know, when they even this out a little bit more here, maybe that will make it so that less people feel as though they have to play the auction house to get farther in the game. I really like the fact that they're raising the normal monsters compared to the elite monsters too, and bringing you know up and down on them too. Because elites, I mean, they are pretty overpowered, and the regular monsters are seem underpowered, at least like, you know in Act One and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. There's two other two other things. Um, one, uh, there will be no more enrage timers on the elites and champions, so that's awesome, and and Amazing. they will no longer heal to full, which is also great. That's good, yeah. I can imagine that would be just... And you got back and he's 
yeah. all got all of his hit points again. Well, Great. they pretty much only do that in Inferno. Uh, I, I do believe there is some health regen, and I, I imagine that the that they will still regen, but they just won't heal to full after, you know, not being engaged in combat for eight seconds, which, you know, is really frustrating in Inferno. When, you know, you get one I, I think the I think the biggest linchpin on that was the invulnerable minions one where you would get the you'd get that guy almost down and then you die and then by the time you get back to him he's healed to full so it's like you pretty much did all that work for nothing yeah that seems really unfair so um, it's good they're changing it yeah and isn't that why that was the excuse of why the repair costs went up the other thing is um they are gonna now make all uh the increase of monster health will only increase by 75% per difficulty level as opposed to, uh, I'm trying to find where it was, it was like 75% normal, so yeah, you were right about that Lantonio, hearkening back to Gaming Night 5, but uh, yeah What did I say again? You questioned whether or not it was 110% in normal, which it wasn't, mm -hmm. it was 75%, but uh it's only 110% in Inferno, but now it's only going to be 75, so grip play will be a lot, will probably be a lot better in Inferno. So, yeah. that. My favorite change that is coming to make co-op better, which is why I've been playing single player, the magic find no longer going to be averaged. Yeah. That is the best thing I've heard for a long time. I, I think that's going to have some weird effects, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Let's see. Other than that, uh, we do still have uh, the following blogs to come out before patch 1.0.4, and I do believe that they're they're hoping to get the patch out the fourth week of August. So that would be what what that would probably be what the 28th. So end of the month. Yay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, gee, guess what else comes out on the 28th? Guild Wars 2. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't that a What a coincidence, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard never does that. <laughs> no, no. But we still all. have a Legendary Items blogged blog to come out, uh, a Magic Find update by Jay Wilson himself, the man who has gone into reclusion. So I'm excited to see what, what he has to say about Magic Find. Um... And then uh, Wyatt Chang's also going to do a blog on the class changes. I'm really looking forward to that one. And of course, Lylira, the community manager, she'll be doing the overall patch notes. So yay! I can't wait. I, I really, really think that patch 1.0.4 is going to be the true turning point in Diablo 3, where the game's going to become a lot more fun. It's fun now, but maybe like less frustrating would be good too, you know? Yeah. It still doesn't address the quote-unquote lack of endgame, but... Um... Yeah, yeah. It depends on how you view it, though. Like we were saying. Yeah, then people that are obsessed with endgame are going to quit and go play something else anyway. Let them. <laughs> it's just a different mindset, you know? Yeah. yeah. I I have no problem, you know? Because with me, you know, it's like each run, you know, I could have a skull grass drop for my wizard. And I really want a skull grass so bad. You don't understand. But anyways, it will be even better come 1.0.4. So I look forward to the buffs that are coming with legendary items. So, um, And I I think that's a show. I, I think we have a show. Yeah, so 
Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 21 of the Shattered Soulstone podcast. We are a Dawnforge production. And speaking of Dawnforge, we'd like to thank Medros for hosting our show. You can read the show blog or listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulStone.com. You can find all of us and the show on Twitter. I highly suggest following our show account, by the way. Our show account is at ShatteredStone. I am at Nevic James. Brasia, who was Disneying it up, is at the underscore Brasia. Lantonio is at Lantonio. And Jen is at Queen of Haiku. You can find us on Facebook and Google+. But we cannot do this show without you, the listener. So please send in your contributions, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. So until next time, for me, for Jen, for Lantonio, and for Brasia. Um, oh my goodness, it seems like every show I get to this point, and, I'm, and I, I always blink on something clever to say. And then every time that I'm not doing the show, I go, oh yeah, that would be really clever. It's so much easier to come up with when you're not, you know, in front of a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's my clever <laughs> saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fresh meat. (laughs) (laughs) Fresh vegetables. I don't know. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) This has been a presentation of Dawn Forge, copyright 2012. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.